Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Word Up here at Bright City Church. We're live on Facebook and uh, also on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, um, lovely to have you with us. We're looking through um, the Gospel of Mark, and uh, I'm with my good friend and fellow pastor here at Bright City Church, Pastor Akin. Good evening, Pastor Akin. How are you doing? Welcome. Good evening, Pastor Ian. I'm very well, thank you. And good evening to everyone that's listening today and who'll be listening in the future. Um, we pray you'll be blessed today with the word, Jesus. Yes, name. yeah. <laughs> Lovely to have you with us on this bank holiday um mon- bank holiday Sunday evening. <laughs> it's a bank holiday weekend. Pastor Akin, thanks for your commitment. <laughs> You're here again. God bless you, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. Amen. So yes. yeah, I was um I was just um looking at this work. Word in 1 Timothy 4.13, mentioned it to you just before we came on. But it says there, Paul, in, in verse, 4, verse 13, chapter 4, 1 Timothy, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. That's interesting, isn't it? The public reading of Scripture. And, and we do read out the whole of the... Um, the scriptures before we we go into them and so uh, i'm glad we're doing what uh, god has commanded <laughs> us to do absolutely um, yes yeah i mean you don't hear a lot of talk about you know the public reading of scripture necessarily yes. do you so much yeah absolutely and it's just, um, it's just quite interesting pastor you know as we've been going through this this gospel we know we see right from the beginning Jesus was committed, wasn't he? Not to, he wasn't committed to the, to the miracles or the signs and the wonders, but he was committed to uh, the preaching and the teaching of the good news. And even the verse, the very first verse, we get the very first line of what we're reading today says, again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. You know, that, that was his yes, focus. You know, it was amazing. And everything yeah. else came out of that. It was the focus was on the preaching and the teaching of the word. It does. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well said. It It's a theme coming through all the time. You know, it's almost like the people were clamoring, pressing, um, you know, squashing towards. They wanted something else, probably. But Jesus said, I want to give you the teaching. I want to preach to you. I want to bring to you the truth and the good news. Definitely. Great. Well, <laughs> without further ado, let's get into that Um Let's get into that public reading of Scripture. So I'm going to start chapter 4, verse 1. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables. And in his teaching, he said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering his seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. 
other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they, that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, multiplying thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and, and produce a crop thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times what was sown. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we, shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, 
But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. I'm going to stop there. Uh, That is really covering this theme in this particular section um, about the teaching and the parables of Jesus that are coming in. So, as you said right at the beginning, he begins to teach again. Interestingly, that uh, he went out on a boat because of the crowds. And, and, you know, I don't know how far out the boat was. But uh, one interesting point, you know, water has this sort of acoustic property where, you know, sound travels along the top of water very well, very far. I don't know if you've ever noticed, Stephen. I've noticed <laughs> sometimes, you know, if I've been playing in the sea on holiday, the sounds, the, tra- the sounds yeah. of people's voices travel very far across the water. But a little aside there anyway. But then he taught them many things in parables. What about parables? So what what is a parable? Let's have a look at that for a moment. Um, yeah. Pastor Akin, I'll, I'll, I'll let you... Yeah. Start on this one. Kick off, kick off the power bit. Yeah. Just, just by kick off that bit. Just, just to, to follow on from what you've just said. I think it, it's it's amazing how you know Christ the Creator. He knows how to um to make the best out of everything. Because yeah. um I was reading a commentary that said that you know possibly at that point in time people would have been a little bit um put out by the fact that he was teaching the word of God in a boat, you know, by the seashore, that they were used to going into the synagogues on, on the, you know, the holy days on the Sabbath oh, yes. and hearing the rabbis, you know, mm. you know, sharing the word and that. And it was just something new to the people that, man, how is it that he, you know, he knows how to go onto a boat and how he's able to manage these large crowds and to get the word across them? Because you just trying to imagine people all along the seashore and how was he going to, you know, if he was on the, on the land, they were all around him, crowding him and he wouldn't have been able to get his message out. But again, it just shows you that the new things that God is able to, um, you know, to, to release to us, to help yes. us to get the message out to as many people as possible. So even in that, like you've rightly said, it's, it's an aside, but it's, it's, a, it's a deep one. That if we might be Fantastic. in a situation where we're feeling, yes. how can we get this message out across? And in this day and age, we've got the, the internet, haven't we? Yes, we've we do. We've got the yeah. broadcast and the podca- podcast and so many different things. So, yes, God's uh, amazing creativity continues even to this day. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's brilliant. Just coming back to the to yes, you said that the parables and um, you know I, I think maybe it's to put it in, in, in maybe in, in the simplest format as you can. It's it's to it's to um, it's an illustration, a very simple illustration yeah. of if you like a much something that has a much deeper meaning. Yes. So uh, to bring um, you know to bring that meaning out to people have the they have access to that deeper meaning. So I think that's the the if you like a simple definition of yes. what you would say a parable is. Yes, yes, a parable. Yeah, I mean they're they're often stories, aren't they? And um, when you think that Jesus, surely the greatest teacher, you know, that ever lived, he was referred to good teacher. And I mean, he's the Son of God came, and and so we can take great lessons from his teaching. And he always taught in stories, didn't he? You know, little stories and little kind of. Um, parables obviously but stories people love to listen to stories don't they uh, we 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 do like to listen to stories i think it's a good um a good lesson for us teachers and preachers you know yes. preachers let let's use more stories stories let's, yes um, stories and things that people can relate to as well y- yeah that the people relate to yes he used everyday things all around so you know he was he was carrying the wisdom of god and as he went through the, the day, you know, he might um, use an illustration that was right before them. And here, you know, we see the sowing of seed and farming and, and things that people were so familiar with. And yet they had a very deep meaning. 
And so uh, one, one thing I read was an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. You know, a parable, is a, is a, there's a deep meaning. And, and often a, a parable would kind of almost shine a light into the hearer's you know, deep into the hearer's heart. It kind of asks moral questions of the those who were listening. They were challenging, weren't they? They were there yes. was it was almost like holding a mirror up at, at people. And and these stories, they're not just nice stories, they they really cut through deep. And another aspect of the parables, you know, there there were hidden mysteries within them. And we'll see that, you know, we, we go on to see how it seemed like, you know, the the truths and the revelations in the parables were revealed to some and yet not to others. So I want to just sort of touch on that as well, that aspect. We, we did read, in fact, that um, in, in verse 11, he said, he told them, the secrets of the kingdom of God, the secret has been given to you, but to, to those outside, to others, it seems they've not been given. It says, and it quotes um, a, a passage from Isaiah 6.1. It said, they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, ever hearing but never understanding. I mean, what's going on here? You know, yeah. surely Jesus Absolutely. isn't trying to, you know, make things difficult for people to understand or, yes. you know, choosing a certain group and saying, well, you're not going to get this. And so I, I'm going to speak to you in kind of tricky riddles so that you know what, what, what's going on here pastor akin yes i know it, it it does it does look like that on, on the first reading of it. it does appear as though you know god has already made a decision that he's only going to share this with some people and he's going to exclude other people but then you know this is this is all part of um you know the the, the this whole thing about the, the parables you know the, the parables in them in and of themselves are not the full picture, are they? They yeah. are, as we've rightly said, they're an illustration. They they are an opening, and it's just like an open invitation that God gives to us. You know, like even as um as Christians, when we share the, the good news with people, that there's an open invitation, and people have to make a decision as to whether you know the open invitation is like a door. It's been open to you, and you make a decision whether you go through the door or you stay on the other side of the door, outside the door. So you can go inside or you can go outside. And when Jesus presents these parables, he gives people the opportunity to do exactly the same thing. You know, he's, he's bright, what he's trying, he's bringing the mystery of the kingdom to the people who do not know what the kingdom of God is like. They don't know what God is like. So he's bringing them, he's giving them, if you like, an open invitation to say, right, if you want to know more, this is, I'm just giving you a, an open door here. You yeah. can either decide to come through the door to, to, to learn more, or you can decide to stay where you are. Maybe you're not, because some of the people may not have been interested in, in uh, you know, find out about the kingdom, like you rightly said, but maybe they just came for the show. They just came to watch the miracle. They didn't come for the preaching yes. or the teaching. They didn't come to hear about the kingdom. They didn't want to enter into the kingdom. They were just there to see. What well, I wonder what we can see today. I wonder what I can get out of this. Yes. Today. And even the, the Lord Jesus, when referring to these scriptures in, in the book of Isaiah, it's not God making it, you know, making a, a, a to where you're in and you're out sort of thing. Yeah. It's God for knowing the hearts of man, isn't it? Yes. And making that Good. declaration in the word to say, this is what man's heart is like, you know. They Absolutely, are not all yeah. coming to Jesus because they want to hear the word or they want to come into the kingdom. It's, it's a decision that we make. You know, Jesus Christ yes. has, has, has said that this is what the kingdom of God is like. And yeah. um, if, if we look at even if our lives as Christians as well, it's the same thing. When we hear a message sometimes, we go to church for different reasons, don't we? Well, we congregate for different reasons. Mm. And for those who are hungry to know more of Jesus, they want to know about the kingdom, they want to know more about God. When they hear a message, what they usually do is they'll go back home, 
they'll listen to the message again. They'll go and read the scriptures that were read to them and they'll start seeking God and say, I want more and I want to understand more about what was preached today, more about what was said today. I want to apply this word to my life. I want to see the change. I want to see a transformation. Yeah. Whereas other people will just hear it and they'll just go away and think, well, that was nice and then that, that's it. And so this is, this is, I think, the difference that the Lord's, that this word of God, it's separating those who want to know more about the kingdom from those who are casual observers and those who are not interested at all. Yeah, wonderful. That way of teaching with the parables, and, and you know, you, you've described it very well there. You think of the totally mixed crowd, a huge mixed crowd, wasn't they? And we talked, touched on this last time and, and time before, you know, we see the mixture in there. We see, you know, enemies, the, his enemies were there in the crowd. Demonic forces were there, you know, uh, there were people plotting to kill him. They were there, as you said, those just coming along maybe for, you know, is he going to do another miracle with a food? We'll get a free lunch here. Or, you know, they're just out for some, some healing maybe, you know, but, um, the way he taught, you know, those who were genuinely hungry for God, hungry for a change, wanting more, you know, those who hunger and thirst will be filled, the Bible says. And, and, and so through these parables, they would be uh, opened to, to the open heart. But to the, to the proud, to those who are, you know, who are not really open, it's just going to be, oh, what's he talking about? You know, mm -hmm. these are like kind of kiddie stories. They don't mean anything to me. They're mm -hmm. nonsense, you know. And, and, and this is the, it's kind of like the way the kingdom works, isn't it? And, and God knows, God knows, you know, it says we, we should come with childlike faith. You know, God, God's kingdom is for all, for, for the child, for, you know, you don't have to be some great intellectual to receive the kingdom. You don't have to be, yeah, um, yeah, we've got the point. Brilliant. You got the point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. So he's, um, and then, you know, the, the, this, whole, this whole aspect, he, he then goes into the, the first parable is really making that very point, I think, isn't it, about the seed the seed is thrown and, and the ground, the, the different types of ground are the, the, the states of our heart, the people's hearts to, to receive this word. And we, we often talk about the word as the seed and the message is the seed. And, and right through, in fact, these parables, and there's a few, it continue on this theme of the seed, the power in the seed. Let's just think about the seed there. For a moment, because seed goes all the way through. When you think of the the latent power in a seed, and interestingly, there's all these kind of horticultural and gardening um, illustrations we talked about everyday life. I know Neil uh, Chamberlain is is you know has been listening, and and Neil's you know a trained horticulturalist and gardener, so um, he'll know something about this. But the the the, the power and the latent power in a seed, a single seed, when you think it's a little, you know, you, your average seed is a dry, wrinkled little thing there. It can sit there, you know, on a plate doing nothing for even years, you know. And yet when it's planted in, in the right conditions, it can, you know, lead to fields and fields of fruit and grain. You know, one seed grows a tree with, with many fruits loaded with hundreds and thousands of seeds that are planted. So, so we get, again, this principle of, you know, the power in the seed. Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we can look at it in so many different ways, Pastor, which is quite exciting, you know, especially yeah. as, as Christians, when when the, the seed of that word, when, it, when our hearts are 
you know, ready. And uh, I mean, I, I was reading one commentary which said that maybe this parable, we could give it another name, we could call it the parable of the soils. The soils, <laughs> and soils yeah, representing yeah. So the true, different yeah. type of heart conditions. <laughs> yeah. And when, the, when you reach that, when, when that seed of, of God's word goes into the right heart condition, you know, when you look at it, it it's, it's amazing the transformation that it can bring in our lives. You know, when we think, and we, after the message that we heard this morning, we want to be careful, we're not trying to um, compare ourselves to other people. But if we, if we look at someone like um, uh, mm. Billy Graham, who's going to be with the Lord, for example, the seed yeah. of the word that came to him, came to his heart and brought that transformation in his heart. And the many millions of people who got to hear the gospel and come into the kingdom through his life, you know, that's Amen. the potential yeah. that is in that word of God that we, yes. that we receive into our heart. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing when we look at it, so many different areas. But like you rightly said, the seed seems so tiny, so insignificant, but it has the, the potential to produce, um, you know, multiples of itself, which is really amazing. It should be an encouragement for us and a challenge for us as believers as well to receive. Let our hearts be a good ground to receive the, yes. the word of God. Great. You've got that encouragement, you know, to be good soil and showing the the potential that, you know, of, of the seed within us uh, to reproduce. And that, that's a fantastic encouragement. It's a great encouragement as well to us who maybe teach and preach, isn't it? That the, the power of the seed, you know, we, we sow the seed, we let release, you know, the truth of the word of God. It has its own power. It, it's not uh, our responsibility in a sense to to, you know, then, oh, what's going to happen with this seed? I better chase it and, and sort of, you know, see what I can. I know we have a scripture. It says, I sowed the seed. Apollos watered it. There is an aspect of, you know, teaching and training and discipling and helping the seed up. But it says God makes the seed grow. I yes. sowed the seed. Apollos watered it. But it's God. He puts the life in the seed. He makes the seed grow. And we can trust him. You know, the, yes. the, the word has its own power. Uh, so, so and, and I think on this theme as well, it's interesting, this parable, when it talks about, there's almost like four states of heart, isn't it? We, there's the path, it hits the path, it's not even, not even taken in really. And it, and it says Satan snatches it away. It did come, but it was snatched away. It was lost. No, maybe the path is a total hardness of heart, you know, they, it can't receive the word. Then it says the, 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 the seed on the rocky ground, you know, and talks about the shallowness, uh, shallowness of the soil. So it, it received the seed, but it was so shallow, it took no depth um, that it, when it sprung up, when, when the sunshine came, it was scorched and it, it withered. And, and, and it says when trouble and persecution came because of the word. So let's just think about that for a minute, because it's good, I think, to, to think about, you know, for anyone listening. Yes. You know, what, what's going on there with the shallow soil? And, and then when trouble comes, you know, it, 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 it withered and died and, and fell away. What's your take on that one? Well, on, on, on the, the first one, Pastor, you can see there that, um, again, and it's, it's always interesting that the Lord is, is making us aware that we should not be ignorant of the fact that there are demonic forces that want to stop us from um, receiving the word and want to stop the word from having any sort of root in our heart because he does say that the birds of the year they came to steal that word yes so we shouldn't good. be un unaware of that that um, you know yeah if you think about it sometimes it, it, even as, as 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 christians we find out that we have time to read other things you know we can uh, if we want to read other books or we go onto the internet or on our phone we read those mm. things and we've got yeah. time there's always time to read those things but when it comes to time to reading the word of god for some reason 
there's never time to read the word of God. We've always got something else to do. And we have to be careful mm. not to allow this to become a lifestyle whereby yeah. we can go one day or a day and, and, and not read the word of God. Because this is one of the ways in which even the enemy comes to steal the word from us. He doesn't even let us get into the word. That's what yes. it is. Yeah, it keeps good. on bringing distraction over yeah. distraction and distraction. And we find out that the, the day's gone, 24 hours have gone, and we haven't even got to read the word. So we have to be careful um, to, as we were listening to this morning, got to guard our hearts yeah. to make sure that there is always time to read the word. You know, we've always got to find time to read the word and to let this word take root in our heart. Absolutely. Then the second, the second area we talk about not having uh, any root. I think that that sometimes when we do read the word, but there is a, there's a lack of understanding as to how we should apply it to our lives. Yes. And I believe that, that that's we we need the help of the, the Holy Spirit with that. So as we're reading mm. the word, sometimes you might be reading the word and it's like, I don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense. No, because we're, we're trying to understand it, if you're like with our natural minds. And the, the thing is that, the, you know, the word of God, you know, it's it requires a, a spiritual depth, doesn't it? That comes from yeah. something beyond our natural understanding for us to be able to understand what God is actually saying to us, what we're reading in the word. And so. You find out that in times when we're just reading the word, maybe we've got a plan and, and plans are brilliant. It's good to have a, a Noah Bible plan. But when we're just going through the plan and we're just reading, we're reading it, we're reading it, we're reading it. But it's not actually taking any 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 root in our heart in the fact mm. that there is no it, it, there's no ap application. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit that helps us to apply the word that we read into, into our life. So that when we um, we read something in the word, for example, we, we read about we can read about the word saying we should forgive. And yeah. um, we, we read that and we're thinking, well, I, I don't want to forgive because it might say, you know, it's not reasonable. Why should we forgive? And it's the Holy Spirit that helps us so that when we come against people, we come across mm -hmm. people that offend us, then he will be reminding us of that word that we read to forgive, to forgive, to forgive, yeah. to forgive. Now, if we ignore that, we begin to harden our heart against it because we don't want to and we don't yield to that. Mm -hmm. That's where we begin to lose the impact or we begin to lose the effectiveness of the word. And the word doesn't begin to bear any fruit in our lives mm -hmm. because it's like I said, it's that hard soil. And when pressure, when we're under pressure, what happens is, like he says, the in, in Jesus Christ, that word, it sprang up. So initially when we hear the word, we're happy. We're like, yes, when I forgive, God is going to bless me and God's going to do this and do that. We're happy mm. we receive the word. Then when we go out and it comes to the time for us to apply it, because there's no depth of that in our lives and the pressure comes, what happens to that word? As he said, it's scored like the sun, it's scorched and it becomes non-effective. So um, it's the, the, you know, the, the, there is that challenge there that we, we can't just be reading the word or listening to it, but there has to be that application. That's where it begins to have a depth in our lives. When we begin to apply the word, to obey the word, mm -hmm. that's when we begin to see the fruit of, of that word in our lives. Yeah, if you, if you think of roots and growing roots, you know, they, they grow in the unseen places. They grow deep in the dark as well, in the darkness. And we think of <coughs> maybe a parallel with our prayer life, you know, that... Um, so, so, so the word is being applied, you know, you, you're taking it to God, like you were saying, with the Holy Spirit. And you're saying, Lord, you know, how can I apply this? It, it's, it's, it's your prayer. It's your, you're, you're making this go deep. You know, you're serious about it. You're serious about this with God. You, you're saying, this is your word, Lord, and I receive it. I accept it and I want to apply it to my life. You know, that's, that's prayer. That's relationship with God. That's in the secret place, the unseen. That's roots going down deep 
And, um, you know, I've, I've come across, I, I can think of people who've sort of, yeah, received the Lord, you know, and all been sort of, yeah, great stuff. And yet the minute they had any kind of opposition that comes because of the word, because of their Christian faith, you know, that, well, of course, uh, some of their friends, well, didn't like it, you know, because of the change. Some of the family, there was pressures that came against and they thought, nah, I, 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 I can't take this. I'm not going with this. And they, you know, they renounced, they, they if you like, fell away from their faith. And then we've got the, the third example was this, um, it fell among thorns. And, and, and we hear, let's, let's, the, the example of the thorns, it says, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things uh, come in and choke the word and making it unfruitful. I think this is a very big one for, you know, particularly think of maybe Christians in, in the Western church, you know, where we are surrounded by wealth, we're surrounded by things, you know, there's, there's other things, there's the media, there's all this stuff. And, and if we're not careful, that can really sort of choke and, and make our faith and the word in our lives unfruitful. Um, yes. don't, don't you think? What's, uh, what's your thoughts yes. on this yes. one? I, I remember many, many years ago, um, Pastor, when I heard, um, you know, one of my pastors was preaching on this and he said that, um, you know, when he was bringing this before the Lord in prayer, that he felt that so many Christians that, that this this was the category that they actually fell into. Yeah. This third category where yes. he's like he said, the cares of the world. And he, yeah. he was just talking about media wasn't such a big thing then, but he was just talking about, you know, the distraction. There were just so many distractions, so Absolutely, many things that we yeah. worry about, so many things that we're anxious about. You know, we think about, you know, our, our work, we think about, you know, um, the bills that we have to pay, all the things that we, the lifestyle that we want to maintain. You know, we want to maintain our houses, our cars, our holidays. Mm. You know, yeah, our, yeah, our right. status. Yes. You know, he said there were so many things he said that we mm. think about. And this, he said, he felt that this was the major challenge that Christians in, especially in, in the Western part of the world, this is the challenge yes. that they face. Yeah. about how these thorns would, would choke out the, the, the effectiveness of God's word. And like you rightly yeah. said there about, you know, learn about how the seed grows in the secret place in our prayer life. One of the, I think what's, what's made things even more difficult now is this the social media thing. I was just thinking yeah. about this this morning, that how much screen time I have in a, on a daily basis, you know, yes, the yes. computer at work, That's, you know, yeah, my phone, yeah. the, the yeah. television, you know, you just go, and that's, you know, it, it's like all of those things, they, they almost like, they almost to, to the point where they control our life. And every time yes. the phone pings, you feel, mm. you feel obliged, you've got to go and have a look at see if someone sent a message or there's something you need to go and update you know they're on your mm. facebook page or on this and on that and it and it and what that thing does is that all of these things they, they steal away that um you know that quiet time with the lord the time when we are actually you know when we actually go to god and we you know we, we're saying lord what 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 should i read today i mean don't, i don't know whether mm. we, we even have that even if you've got a bible plan when there are times when you say lord what, what part of this what should i be reading today what do yeah. you want to say to me today and even when you go and read it and the lord is saying okay this is how i want you to apply this this is how you know you, this is an area where you need to work mm -hmm. on all of those things was that where we don't have that now because of all of the distractions and especially this aspect where he talks about the deceitfulness of wealth yes you know the, the pastor he explained that to say mm. that the deceitfulness of wealth he said this is how it works that if you you know for example you have a job or you have an income of twenty thousand, he mm. said the deceitfulness of wealth. what it says is that you know that's not enough when you have thirty thousand, that would be enough and yeah. then when you get the thirty thousand, he says when you've got forty thousand, that would be enough when That's you right. get that, and he said he just keeps going on. He said it doesn't even matter whether you're earning millions. 
It will yeah, always be the same so thing. True. When you've got one million, you want the next one. He says, you put you all of your life, all of your efforts, all your desires are always in, in going after more money because you've been deceived yes. into thinking yes. that that money yes, yes. can give you the things that only Jesus Christ can give you. That's right. You know, the, the, the fulfillment you're looking for, the peace yeah. that you're looking for. Mm. One of the, I think the great deceits in the world today is they always say, they talk about financial freedom. And uh, when you yeah. when you actually look into that this, this thing, the financial freedom, oh, yes, they show yeah. you this house, this beautiful That's house, right. and the yeah. sports car, and mm. the the lady who looks like a model, and the guy yeah. who looks like an actor, and that they say this is the picture that you should be aiming for in life. And the, mm. the, this, the, I think the, the deceitfulness of wealth that yeah. is that the people who actually go after those kind of lives so they're enslaved to that life, so they're enslaved to doing all the things that will enable yeah. them to maintain those all of those things. So and true. so that's a financial freedom thing. You cannot, yes. it's a lie. You know, you can yeah. only have true freedom in Christ Jesus when you know that Absolutely. he is the source of your provision. Yeah. You know, whether you, you have a job or a business or whatever it is you're doing, Jesus Christ is the source of your provision. And we don't fall into the trap of that deceitfulness of we're always pursuing money, always pursuing wealth and material things all the time. So true. And, Such and, a and danger. Lord, yes. The, the, the best things in life yes. are free. The best come, things in life yes. are free. They come from God. <laughs> Love, joy, yes. peace yes. that passes yes. understanding, joy unspeakable. Exactly. You know, yes. I mean, to, and money to, can't buy any of those things. Money can't, you know, and, and we see, do, don't we, though, many examples of the super rich who, you know, are, are terribly miserable, maybe, or commit suicide or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, as example after example. And, yes. um, and yeah. Plus the, on, the desire please. for other things as well. Sorry, Pastor. The, the, oh, that no, desire thank you. for yeah. other things as well. Just mm. to, for us to, even as Christians, we need to be careful because this is one thing that has, uh, you know, it, it, over over the years I've come across a, a, a number of Christians who have used this phrase and it's such a lie. They have said things like, you know, the, the Lord, while they're no longer following the Lord, they would say the Lord has disappointed me or the Lord has let me down. And that is the greatest, one of the greatest lies that the, the devil has sown into people's hearts to think mm -hmm. that God will ever disappoint us or God will ever let us down. And yeah. I feel that and most of the time it happens because of desire for other things. And some of these things may be good things. You know, some people, they've got the desire at certain times in their life. They want to get married. Maybe they want to go into the ministry. They want to do all sorts of different things, which in, in, in and of themselves are good. But the timing sometimes is not the Lord's timing. And sometimes some of the things that we want to do or some of the things that we desire, they're not of God. And when we don't get those things, Christians sometimes will say things like, oh, the Lord's let me down, or oh, the Lord has disappointed me. And it's mm. so important that we are, we get to know the Lord and understand that he, he never, he doesn't, he never disappoints and he never lets us down. And so if we don't get the things that we want, when we want them, the way we want them, we need to go back to God and find out what's happening because he is a good father. He's a good God. And we need to dispel that lie that he lets people down and disappoints people. De definitely. Yes. Great point. And um, so we, we see they've got four types of, of, of situations with the seed. And so far, three of them have been pretty, you know, pretty poor results, haven't <laughs> they? We've had, you know, totally stolen, one's um, uh, shallow soil, withered and died. The third one choked, you know. Right, we get to the fourth one and it says, ah, hallelujah, we've got some good soil here. Uh, it seems like only 25% of the seed gets to uh, good soil, you know, it seems pretty poor. But yet, and yet, and yet, here we have... 
30, you know, if, if just one seed will get into some good soil, then 30, 60, or 100 fold, we're looking at incredible multiplication will happen from God in just one bit of good soil, a good heart. And you've already made that point, you know, about Billy Graham, others, many people, you know, thank God. And God knows that. And he knows, yes, the seed is going out, but just, you know, the kingdom of God will you know, multiply incredibly. And, and we have other um, parables that talk about the kingdom of God, you know, that, that, that make this very point. You know, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, the very smallest <laughs> seed. And yet when it's planted, it becomes the largest tree in the garden, you know, that, that, that be, becomes a house to, to the birds of the air and the... the so, you know, the kingdom of God knows what he's doing with the kingdom. God knows what he's doing with the seed. Yes, people are rejecting. People are sort of choosing to be shallow about the seed. And, 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 and this is what happens. We see the, um, the, the consequences of that. But God knows what he's doing. The kingdom is growing. The kingdom is expanding. And... And from the very small, tiny seeds of, of 12 disciples, you know, in, in, in the Mediterranean part of the world, the gospel has spread and is growing exponentially all around the world in incredible fashion. You know, people might think, you know, even listening to this, that all oh, the church is, is on the wane, you know, and, and some churches in the West, that might be true, but globally the church is experiencing explosive growth in continents Absolutely. like you know africa um southern america china yes. and other places right. middle east now yes. so yeah god knows what he's doing with growing Perhaps. his kingdom yes. doesn't he yes right for right from the start of the day of pentecost you know P peter the apostle peter preached that message didn't he and uh, he says that three thousand men on that one day, they were added to the kingdom in just that one day for that one message. Yes. From, from Peter, yes. Yeah, from that one seed, bush, you know, the explosive growth began. Wonderful, wonderful, yeah. And um, so we, we talked about a seed. And then he said, you, you, do you bring in a lamp and put it under a bowl or a bed? No, instead you put it on a stand. So that's coming straight after the seed sort of parable. It seems like, you know, the seed, the truth, the good word that we receive is to be shared, is yes. to be shone, is to be shown. And, uh, and, and I think that's so true, isn't it? We, we can see throughout Scripture that, in fact, as we share, as we declare, as we testify even of our faith, you know, that yes. there's a growing of that kingdom within ourselves. You know, it strengthens our faith. Our faith grows as we share it, as we give it out, as we, you know, more comes in. This is, again, the, the way that the kingdom works, isn't it? The more we give, the more yes. we get. The, as we start to become yes. a conduit and a flow for the seed of the word of God and the kingdom of God, that's how God works. If we hide it, if we we hide hide the light under us un, under the stand or if we um sorry hide the stand under the bed or if we don't you know keep our mouths shut the the kingdom cannot grow within us and and it sort of it it even goes on to say he who has even more will be given this is another principle of the kingdom of god but he who 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 doesn't have and doesn't give if you like you know even that small amount will, will be taken from him. 
What what do you make of these general principles of yes. the the kingdom? Absolutely, I, I believe Pastor, it's, it's, it's um you know it's again you know the Lord is it, when He's talking in in a parable here again. It yeah. gives us like we, we said open that open there's that opening when he's saying here that if you're given something so in, in the context of a Christian you go, you go on to I know it's broadcast these days but you go to church you hear a message and you what what the Lord I believe that he's, he's, he's the same to us is that you know you go away and you go and reflect on that message you go and dig deeper don't you like you said earlier mm -hmm. you go you go to the word you go Thank to the God. Lord and you say Lord how does this apply how can I work this through how can I do that and when, when you do that yes there is that there is going to be that change in your life as well but there's also, I believe that there's, there's also opportunities when people will see changes, will see things different, and they ask you, you know, what's, you know, what's the sort of what's going on? Yeah, it's like yeah. when we first become Christians. Mm. You know, I, I believe most of us, I would believe that, I would say almost like 100% of us, when we were first asked, people saw that there was something different in us. Yeah. And when they asked us, we weren't, we weren't trying to say, oh, we, we told them straight away, oh, I'm born again, I'm saved, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the yeah. Lord, I, I went to this, whatever, we, did yes. away. we, we came to That's know right. the Lord. We, yeah. We're straight, we don't hide it at all. There's no hiding it because it's the truth. That's what's made the difference in our lives. Yeah. And we share that. And I believe that the, as, as Lord is saying here, the more we share that, the more <clears throat> you know we testify, whatever the, yeah. the change is, no matter mm. how small or great it is, we share that. He gives us more. Yes, but, yeah. But the other side of it is that if we, you know, God is doing things in our lives, which which obviously He's doing in the lives of every Christian, and we just keep hiding it, and we, and like He said, we, we take the the lamp and we, we're hiding it, we're hiding it. He said that even the little that we have, that's what we has given to us, it will be taken away from us mm. because we are not making use of that. Um, you know, we're not allowing yes. that light that yeah. Christ has put in our life to, to shine. You know, the things that he's doing in our life, the changes that he's bringing, the transformation that he's given us, the hope, even the hidden, the yeah. hope that we have in our hearts, the faith that we have in our hearts, especially even at times like this where, you know, there, there might be uncertainty in the world and people are, are afraid and worried, but God gives us that peace. And the more of that peace that we, we have, the more of it that we are prepared to, to explain to people, to, to, as the word says, teach, preach, share, yeah. God yeah. will continue to give us more of that absolutely yeah these 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 principles and um here's another one it's it's within that um within that phrase it says with the measure you use it will be measured to you that's the, again the the kind of sowing and reaping you know yes. he who sows much uh will will reap much much will be given he who gives little you know and sows little well that will be measured back to you you will reap little and 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 receive little back and and there you've got there's um a, a real lesson there for us isn't there i mean um you know let's be generous let's be giving let's be we can't outgive god we can't we won't lose um, but there is that we will reap what we sow. You know, we will reap yes. what we sow. It's a spiritual principle. Um, so if we sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly in life. And 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 I think reaping and sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, it's such a a strong principle. You know, you you can apply it to every aspect of our lives. If you yes. if you sow kindness, if you sow gentleness mm -hmm. to people, if you sow honor. When you're dealing with people, yes. you will yes. reap those things back to you. You know, you yes. will what what you give out will come back to you. If you're if you're cruel to people, if you're vindictive, if you're mocking, if you're this and that and the yes. other, yeah, that that will be your lot in life. And and yes. the thing is, we know the principle of the seed; it multiplies. 
30, 60, 100 fold. It doesn't tend to come back to you the same. It tends to increase, I'm afraid. And that's good for the positive. So, you know, you sow, sow some love, sow a seed of love. And 30, 60, 100 fold love is going to come back to you. It really will. If you sow some bitterness, if you sow, you know, some um, some cruelty and things, that could come back to you 30, 30, 60, 100 fold it's the principle of the kingdom of God you know, sow the wind reap the whirlwind that's the, uh, you know if you, if you, if you want to, if you make trouble boy, you know, big trouble will come back to you if you're not careful but why not sow some, sow some goodness sow some, some, you know, sow something into the kingdom, sow some some ministry that you have do something for somebody you know it, it's fairly simple isn't it but it works absolutely, well, absolutely yes <laughs> it, it's and it's, it's all it's also again going back to what something that pastor Rachel said this morning about being careful what we're taking into our lives as well being yeah. careful about what's in our hearts you know yes you, you rightly said you know we want to disengage from you know watching certain things reading certain things because there's negative things because like you've rightly said we're you know, we're, we're sowing into by, by spending our time, putting our efforts and our desires on these negative things, if you like. That's, we're going to reproduce that, like you, like the, what the yeah. word is saying here. Yeah. But if we spend more time, you know, on positive things, like you said, things of mercy, of yeah. grace, of peace, of joy, of love, of compassion, good things. So our, our focus on, on those good things and out of the abundance of the storehouse of our hearts, yes, then we're yes. going to produce those good things. And like you said, we're going to mm. reap back those good things as well yeah it's so, like uh, the heart is yeah, yeah. is our seed bed isn't it a heart you know yes. let's 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 protect that seed bed cultivate it let's you know weed it uh, regularly <laughs> keep it nice and um, healthy and full of and let's sow those lovely things in the seed bed of our heart continually yes. and it will be just a beautiful garden you know it'll be beautiful it will be fragrant it will bring fruits as well for people yes. it will be you know so yeah it's a great imagery that the lord gives and um and it says, you know, the kingdom of God is like the seed again. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts, it mm. grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, it's producing mm. grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. This is God's work. God will do it. If we do our wow. bit, if we do yes. our bit, God will do the rest. He'll cause us to grow above and beyond all we can think or imagine this harvest field, both within and without. I think that's a good note to finish tonight. <laughs> we, we, we've really looked at this area of the seed and the parables of the seed. And then we'll pick up next week on uh, where he goes out in a boat with the disciples. And there's a bit of a storm. But... Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining us this evening. We've come to the end of our time. Don't forget to um, sow those good seeds uh, in your life and, and also to cultivate, receive the seed of the Word of God. And it's a win-win-win, 30, 60, 100-fold. Thanks a lot, Pastor Akin, for your input today. God bless everyone for listening. God bless everyone. Good night.